When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in Counselor Education and Supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question asks if I can analyze the mental health and personality factors that may be at work in the James Bulger case. James Bulger is also known as Whitey Bulger. He was an organized crime figure and a notorious murderer. This brings me to another question. Was James Bulger a serial killer? Just a reminder, I'm not diagnosing anybody in this video, only speculating about what could be happening in a situation like this. If you enjoyed this video, please like it, subscribe to my channel, and consider supporting me on Patreon. I'll put the link to Patreon in the description for this video. The way I'll structure this video is I'll start with the background and the timeline of the crimes together, move to the investigation and the trial, then look at the mental health and personality factors. So starting with the background of James Bulger. James Bulger was born in Boston, Massachusetts on September 3, 1929 the second of six children. His father was a union laborer who lost his ability to provide for his family after an accident at work resulted in the loss of one of his arms. Bulger started his criminal career at a young age. Depending on the source, he was first arrested at age 13 or 14. He committed crimes like theft and fighting and joined a gang around the time of his arrest. He would be arrested many more times for increasingly serious offenses like armed robbery, he would go to juvenile reform schools until 1948. At this point, he joined the Air Force, but he had trouble there as well. He committed several assaults and served time in military prison, yet somehow he was honorably discharged in 1952. After this, Bulger continued to develop his criminal resume. He was arrested for truck hijacking and armed robbery and sentenced to 20 years in 1956. He served three years at Alcatraz. Later, he would claim that while in prison, he was part of the MKUltra CIA mind control program and therefore used a lot of substances, including LSD. He was released in 1965 after only nine years in prison and worked as a janitor and construction worker before moving back into organized crime. Eventually, he ended up working for the Winter Hill gang. Bulger developed a reputation as a violent and clever criminal. When the head of the gang was arrested, Bulger was promoted. He was extensively involved in all types of crime during his active years with the Mafia. For example, he was involved in murder, drug trafficking, arms trafficking, arson, loan sharking, extortion, and bookmaking. In 1974 or 1975, depending on the source, Bulger became an informant for the FBI. It's not really clear exactly what the circumstances were around that, and some dispute whether or not he was an informant at all although the evidence seems to point to the idea that he was. In 1988, his informant status was made public due to a news story. 
1994, law enforcement had built a case against James Bulger, but before he was arrested, he was warned by his FBI handler, a man named James Connolly. As a result, Bulger fled on December 23, 1994. He had prepared for this outcome for many years. He had fake identities ready to go. The FBI tried to find him for many years. He was on the most wanted fugitives list, but they didn't have any good photographs of Bulger or his girlfriend, Catherine Gregg, who they believed was with him. One important break came when the FBI was supplied high-resolution photographs from a physician who had performed cosmetic surgery on Catherine Gregg. This is why it's so important to read those forms before any type of procedure. Evidently, Catherine didn't check the are you planning to harbor a fugitive box. After the FBI ran a public service announcement on daytime TV with those photographs, they received a number of tips, including one from a woman who said that James Bulger and Catherine Gregg lived near her in Santa Monica, California. The FBI started surveillance on Bulger's apartment in Santa Monica and talked with his landlord. On June 22, 2011, the FBI tricked Bulger into coming out of the apartment by having his landlord call him and tell him that his storage locker in the garage had been broken into, and Bulger needed to come down there to see if anything was missing. When he came down to the garage, he was arrested without incident. He had escaped justice for over 16 years. The FBI searched his apartment and found about $822,000 in cash, fake identifications, and dozens of firearms. He would be charged with 48 counts, including 19 counts of murder. His girlfriend, Catherine Gregg, was also arrested. She would later be sentenced to eight years in prison after pleading guilty to a number of charges, including conspiracy to harbor a fugitive. She was sentenced to more time after pleading guilty to criminal contempt for refusing to testify before a grand jury. Bulger entered a plea of not guilty to all of his charges. He was treated by a mental health professional while in prison, but a boundary problem developed. He was able to manipulate that mental health professional to some degree. At Bulger's trial, many people testified against him, including a hitman named John Martano. He described 20 murders that he committed, but he became emotional when discussing how he learned that Bulger had been an informant for the FBI. So we see kind of a weird empathy dynamic there. He can react to that, that sense of betrayal, but not react to the many murders he committed. Other than to appear angry, Bulger didn't get emotional too much at all during the trial. He didn't testify. He was convicted on 31 of 32 counts, including racketeering and 11 murders in August of 2013. He was sentenced to two life terms plus five years. I always find this interesting how they put the time after life sentences. Like that five years is not going to make a difference at all. It's like a waste of time just to add that on. I think the two life sentences covers it, especially considering Bulger was in his 80s at this point. After serving time in a few different facilities, Bulger was transferred to a prison in West Virginia on October 29, 2018. The next day, at 8.20 a.m., Bulger was found dead. Bulger had been attacked by multiple inmates who were using a padlock in a sock and a makeshift knife, referred to as a shiv. He was 89 years old. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. 
To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. Now moving to the mental health and personality factors. Many people believe that Bulger's behavior aligns with antisocial personality disorder. He started committing crimes at a young age. He didn't seem to have any other mental condition that would explain his behavior, and his behavior was consistent for a long period of time. Looking at the criteria for antisocial personality disorder, we do see fairly good alignment here with his behavior. Repeated unlawful behaviors. He did commit a number of crimes. Deceitfulness. He lied all the time. Impulsivity. He wasn't always impulsive, but he did have difficulty resisting temptation. I'll talk more about that when I get to the personality characteristics. Aggressiveness. He was certainly aggressive. Reckless disregard for safety. He committed murder, and typically that would qualify. He was irresponsible, and he lacked remorse. All the symptoms from antisocial personality disorder are consistent with the personality construct of psychopathy. But there are a few other characteristics of psychopathy that seem to align with his behavior as well. Bulger was manipulative and had superficial charm. There are many examples of this. He charmed the FBI and that mental health professional in prison that I talked about, which is kind of surprising considering professionals in that setting are aware that prisoners tend to be manipulative. Usually they keep their guard pretty high. Bulger also lacked empathy, which is tied in with psychopathy. Some have said that Bulger is narcissistic as well. There is evidence of this being manipulative and lacking empathy, aligns with narcissism, in addition to being part of psychopathy. Other narcissistic traits he may have had would include grandiosity, a sense of entitlement, and being arrogant. Let's take a look at his potential personality profile. I conceptualize personality using the five-factor model. I remember the five factors through the acronym OCEAN. Openness to experience, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. So with openness to experience, we see that his level is high, he appreciated art, and he liked to read books on true crime, so he was intellectually curious. As far as conscientiousness, for the most part, his level would be high. He was organized enough to evade law enforcement for 16 years. He was careful, deliberate, 
and even though he was committing crimes, he was still technically hardworking. Usually when somebody is impulsive, we think of them as having low conscientiousness, but the type of impulsivity we see here is more about failing to resist temptation, which is measured on neuroticism. As far as extroversion, we see he had both high and low facets. So he might have been mid-range overall, but we see some extremes. For example, he was assertive and sensation-seeking, but not particularly outgoing, friendly, or talkative. His level of agreeableness was low. He didn't really trust people, which probably helped him to remain free for as long as he did. He valued competition over cooperation, although he did cooperate with the FBI. But he did that in order to more effectively compete with others in the Mafia. Now, looking at neuroticism, here we also see high and low facets. He didn't seem to be particularly anxious, but he did have impulsivity that I talked about before, anger problems, and perhaps some depression. Bulger's behavior gives us an inside look into how organized crime figures may think. He didn't seem particularly concerned with being convicted of murder, but he insisted he was never an informant. He said he made that deal to get information from the FBI, not to supply them with information. Although, again, it does appear that he was an informant. There are conflicting accounts based on his letters and other statements about how he really felt about his criminal career. On one hand, he rationalized his beliefs. Like many in the Mafia, he tried to turn his wrong actions into right actions, like he murdered to protect his family. So we see this weird situation where these criminals understand that society views their behavior as wrong, but they insist they engage in these activities to protect the people that they love. A seemingly delusional belief. On the other hand, Bulger appeared to express remorse in a letter after his trial to a few teenagers who wrote him for a class project. He said his life was wasted, and if you want to make crime pay, go to law school. In another letter, he said that Catherine, his girlfriend, was the best thing that ever happened to him. And if he had met her sooner, his life would have turned out better, implying that he would have avoided a life of crime. He also appeared to be willing to sacrifice himself to protect her. Bulger achieved anti-hero status through his manipulation of the FBI. They demonstrated a frightening level of corruption and a lack of common sense. Why did they make one of the top mafia figures an informant? The whole idea with informants is to recruit lower-level criminals and try to get them to provide information about the higher-level criminals. If there is an opportunity to recruit a high-level informant, then the mission is already accomplished. Make the arrest. It doesn't make any sense here what they did. It's like they were holding the How to Recruit an Informant book upside down. Like afterwards, they would say, I wondered why the glossary was in the beginning of the book. I suppose the FBI believed that Bulger could be used to gain information about other high-level mafia figures from different organizations, which is what happened, but it came at too high of a cost. They directly or indirectly facilitated Bulger's criminal activity by granting him informant status. The last question I'll answer here is, was Bulger a serial killer? Technically, yes. Someone is a serial killer if they murder at least three people with at least one month in between each homicide. However, Bulger is not a typical serial killer. The way the term is used most of the time is to refer to someone who is looking to dominate their victim in a manner that involves a sexual component. Bulger killed for money, status, and control over his organization. He tended to kill quickly. 
the evidence seems to indicate he did not enjoy committing homicide, and he targeted victims because he believed they were some type of threat to him or obstacle to his financial success, rather than due to the victims fitting some type of physical profile. Bulger has been described as a scourge on society. He was a horrible, manipulative, and clever killer who has been put on a pedestal and almost admired in some sense, like being an anti-hero, because of what he did with the FBI and the fact that many of his victims were criminals. In reality, he was just a common murderer whose lack of empathy and aggression caused suffering to many who encountered him. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis. Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? (coughs) Or just a horrible accident? (coughs) That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags, because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. Slaycation.